There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. And thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. We'll be in Psalm 91 today. A Psalm of Messiah. I would like to, on the outset, I would like to thank those that have helped pay for some of the things on the podcast. Uh, It's certainly not necessary, but we certainly appreciate some folks have sent money in even this month to help pay the bills, to help with equipment. And I know at some point we're looking to get a little bit better USB quality microphone. Right now we're using XLR with a conversion box. It's a decent microphone, decent setup, but it's kind of bulky. And so we're just praying about that, looking for uh, the right microphone. And we're certainly thankful for those that have filled in for us. And Brother John Asquith uh, offered to put up those messages for us and gave us the access to those messages from the King James Bible Conference. I know that Brother Skolton, Brother Maury, and uh, Brother Stephen, and so many others have just given us their testimonies. And we have one towards the end of this week of a young man that's gotten saved, and God's going to use him in ministry, I believe, and God's using him right now to help his dad minister and have his testimony on Friday, Lord willing. And so we're thankful for God's people, the greatest people in all of the earth. Now, in next weekend, beginning on Sunday, so about 12 days out, uh, we're going to be at the Dublin Mills Community Church in Dublin Mills, Pennsylvania. And we want to make folks aware of that meeting. That's going to be a Sunday through Wednesday meeting. And certainly pray the power of God moves. We see a great stirring of God within the hearts of people. And so if you begin to pray about that, if it was you in the area, you'd be welcome to attend. We'd love to have you special guests on that Monday and Tuesday. We don't want to take you out of your home church, but you'd be welcome to attend with us. Psalm 91, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. 
with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. And so I've read this entire psalm to give us a little bit of an understanding. And we see here Jesus Christ in this psalm is communicating with Jehovah God. We understand that Jesus Christ is certainly part of the Godhead. We understand that the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost are one. They cannot be separated. They have never been separated. Now, of course, we understand that Calvary, there is a division between them. The, the Godhead had to turn us back on Jesus Christ. He'd been made flesh, and then had been made sin in that flesh, and we understand that. Uh, and so he is speaking here, and we see Jesus Christ is uh, prophesying here. We don't know who wrote this psalm. It reads, of course, like most of the other psalms. And just when I think it's a psalm of David, I'll see that Moses wrote, or I think it's a psalm of David, I'll see that Korah wrote it. That's why they're the psalms. Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. I've never been too concerned about who the author is because I know the author is divine. It's Jesus Christ. And in this psalm, we see that as he speaks on behalf. He says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. A couple of references for this in the Psalms, and I'll just use Psalms for references for this particular one, but in Psalm 27 and verse 5, he said, For in time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Then we see in chapter 31 and verse 20, Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. And again, in that keeping, in that safety, that protection, he says in chapter 32 and verse 7, Thou art my hiding place. Who is that? The Lord is our hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Selah is one of those key words there we use in Messianic Psalms, that word compass, to be compassed about. Only God here is compassing him about for good. We know others have compassed him about for evil, compassed him about for harm. Uh, but here the Lord is doing good to him. And so in verse 2, he says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. He said in verse 4, he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. And so we see, and I, dear brother Dale Moore, he preached on this podcast many months ago. And he taught that tremendous message while preaching on here. And he taught that you cannot trust someone you do not believe in. And it's something that's been very apparent to me in Scripture over and over again. You can only trust when you believe. Psalm 2 and verse 12 says, Kiss the son lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. And so when you believe someone, you can trust them. There's a little hang up I have in some things, and uh, especially with music, and one of them is in this text. We'll probably deal with it tomorrow with the Lord's help. Uh, but there's just some songs today that they sing that just are not scriptural. They're anti-scriptural. They're against the doctrines of God. And we see that so often in, in songs today. And one of those things is that men do not understand is they must first believe in Jesus Christ. And they write these songs, and it's apparent but as they write the songs, they do not believe in Jesus Christ. Faith produces a different language. Faith produces a different mindset. Faith produces a different way in which you walk. Faith will produce a way in which you live. Faith will produce trust. 
You will trust in God. You will put your confidence in him. You will understand that he not only has taken care of you, he will take care of you. And in the present tense, he'll continue to take care of you. Tomorrow, he'll continue to take care of you. And Lord willing, 20 years from now, he'll take care of you. And if you have, are in Christ, then he'll take care of you eternally. I like what Brother Sammy said many, many years ago. He said, he said cheer up, Christian friend. You're only going to live as long as God lives. And so that eternal life is in Jesus Christ. That trust comes from believing him. He said in verse 3, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Now, Psalm 124 talks about that just briefly. In Psalm 124, I'm going to read verse 7. The word of God tells us this. And I like to use the Psalms as cross-references. I like that these words, especially, are used so many times through the Psalms, and often they're interwoven with each other, and the Lord intended it to be so. In Psalm 124 and verse 7, he said, Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we are escaped. Now, again, I don't always use the Psalms. I like to use the Psalms for that, but there's a reference that God has given me many years ago, and I've used it many times and preached messages on this, and it's Paul writing to Timothy. And as Paul writes to Timothy, he makes a tremendous statement concerning these very things, for he said this, the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle to all men, apt to teach patient. And we're in 2 Timothy 2 now, verse 25, in meekness instructing those that propose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledge and to the truth. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. And so we see now that the snare of the fowl or the snare of the devil, a snare is a terrible place to be. It's a terrible place for anyone to be. And as the psalmist is writing here, he specifically mentions the snare of the fowl. I've heard that preached so many ways. I've heard some men say it's a noose on the ground with corn and when the bird puts his head down, you pull the noose and you snare his foot. I've heard him say that others, that the snare of the fowler, there's a net, he stands on a high cliff and he throws the grain on the ground. And when they come in to land, they, they finally, they're eating so much, they lose sight and the fowler throws the net over top of them. I've even heard it said that oftentimes the fowler just has a big net. And again, he's always about food when you hear the illustration. And one of them said he just goes through the long-handled net and scoops them up. Now, it's interesting because I served in the military, and I was a year in Iceland, and they would catch puffins that way, which I think is kind of interesting. It'd be a very large, almost like a fishing-looking net on about a 10-foot handle. And they were very skilled with that. They'd go up on the cliffs as the puffins were migrating. The puffins would have their young. And as the puff would fly by, they'd throw this big net up and try to catch it out of midair. And so no matter how it's taken, it's the snare of the fowler. No matter how he works, it's a separate. Here's the key to that verse. He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. And by the way, oftentimes we allow ourselves to get snared. And yet God is merciful. God is faithful. In this Messianic Psalm, of course, we realize Jesus Christ himself uh, he laid down his life for us. He was deliberately taken in a snare. He willingly was taken in a snare. And for the noise and pestilence, it tells us in the rest of that verse. And then it goes on and he says this, he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. 
Now, we know, of course, according to the word of God in Psalm 17 and verse 8, and if you've been saved any amount of time, those of you that are saved, you understand uh, what the word of God is speaking of here. It talks about the shadow of his wings. But he says here, keep me as the apple of the eye, hide me under the shadow of thy wings. It's a place of safety. It's a place where the storms don't touch you. It's a place of protection. I've heard it illustrate. It's a place where even the fire cannot touch you. And that mother ch- mother hen will put her wings over her chicks and over her brood to protect them. So even the flames cannot touch them in fire. In Psalm 57 and verse 1, again, he's speaking of the fowler, but here he's speaking of protection of the wings. Be merciful unto me, O God. Be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. There's that trust again. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. And then in Psalm 61 and verse 4, I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings, Selah. And so we see their safety close to God. Their safety of the protection of his wings. He delivers us from the snare of the fowler, from the noise and pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Now, I'm looking at this, not only the application to you and I today, but also in the Psalms of Messiah, a messianic psalm. What does it mean, his truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler? Well, we've talked about in this very podcast. In Psalm 18 and verse 2, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. Verse 30, that same chapter, chapter 18, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord, there's that truth, the word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. And so we see trust, we see faith, we see the word of the Lord, we see truth continually comes to the forefront of being a buckler. Psalm 35 and verse 2, take hold of shield and buckler, and stand up for mine help. Now, we talked about that buckler a while ago in the podcast. It's been quite a few months ago. The shield, we understand. The shield would be a very large uh, instrument carried into battle. Oftentimes, they historically, they say men would have someone else to carry the shield because it had to be big enough and thick enough and tall enough to completely cover the body of a man so that the arrows would not strike him from the sky. And so, When he goes into combat, he would have somebody carry his shield. But then he said on this wise, thy buckler. And we talked about that, a buckler's worn on the forearm. It's a defense against a sword blow. It's a defense uh, against someone that tries to strike you, someone that's trying to cut you with a sword. But it's also an offensive weapon. And we have metal trimmings and metal garment around it, and, and there'd be leather straps bound to your arm. And that metal would be on the forefront to protect you from sword blows. But you also could bash somebody's head with it. You knock somebody's teeth out with it. And that's why he said, under his wings thou shalt trust, his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. And again, the truth of the word of God is a defensive weapon. It's an offensive weapon. We don't have to defend ourselves. It will defend us. That's what meekness demands of us. We don't have to defend ourselves and our ministry. The word of God will do that for us. But it's also an offensive weapon. And by the way, you wonder if it's an offensive weapon, use it in situations where men do not not want to hear it. 
Use it in situations where men are looking for advice, but the last thing they want is the Word of God. You'll find out what an offensive weapon it is, or in this case, an offensive weapon it is, because they're so greatly offended by the Word of God, yet that's exactly what the truth is. It is his shield. It is his buckler. The faith of Jesus Christ that took him to the cross was trusting in, in the work of God, was trusting that God would deliver him because he knew the word of God would be a shield. He knew the word of God would be a buckler and that he would resurrect. For thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day. I'll stop there in verse 5 with just a few comments on that. But the terror of night, the terror of Calvary, the awfulness of Calvary, the terribleness of the cross. And we see that in the cover of darkness. We see that as God came down to judge his son under that darkness. It's an awful thing, the terror. But he said, thou shalt not be afraid. Why? The Lord is my shield. The Lord is my buckler. The Lord, the truth of the word of God is going to protect him. Nor for the arrow that flieth by day. There is a safety in the word of God. There is protection in the word of God. That has not changed. Jesus Christ had the protection of the word of God. You see, he laid down his life for us. Men didn't come and take it. He laid it down. And so therefore, he exposed himself to these dangers. He exposed himself uh, to the arrows and to the swords and to the spears and the habergans. And he exposed himself to all the force that men could muster to destroy the Son of God. And he laid down his life for us. Again, we'll look at the Psalm uh, 91, a messianic psalm. We've covered the first five verses. Lord willing, we'll finish this tomorrow. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption calleth not. Now the angels of God are rejoicing For the prodigal child has come home And the saints all with gladness are singing The glory